Welcome to Mindset Talks Podcast. It's your girls, Cassie and Amanda, and we are here to share our mindsets, elevate yours, and have some fun while achieving better versions of ourselves. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode here of Mindset Talks Podcast. Got Amanda over here dancing in the background, all excited and whatnot. Oh, yeah, girl. Always excited for another episode. Like I said, it feels great to be back. Yes, and I just can't say how much it is amazing to have you back and just in time to celebrate the one-year anniversary. Gotta love how everything just kind of like aligns itself at the end of the day. Oh, I know. It's perfect. Full circle. That's how the universe works. Manifesting the best. I don't know. I find stuff like that to be like so interesting like when you're like in moments and stuff like that you never see it until you kind of like look back at everything that transpired and then you yes. like start connecting these dots and you're like oh that's why you know like that had to happen that way or in that time frame or whatever I don't know yeah the irony of how all that worked out every time yeah very I love it though because it usually works out for the better it does at the end of the day which <laughs> sometimes you don't want to hear but you know yeah it really does. Very true. Look at you, your nice positive statement at the beginning of the episode. I love it. See, I'm yes. making progress over here. Yes, and I'm just going to hit you with a little blind side. So what's something that you're grateful for? Oh, boy. You and these side just, questions. Just one thing. I'm grateful or thankful for? One thing. I am grateful for... Uh, I feel like this is like a Thanksgiving episode here. (laughs) I am just grateful for the wonderful people that I have in my life. Okay. Damn, bitch, you kind of took mine, but... Oh. um, One thing that I'm grateful for um, is my desire to be healthy. There you go. Yes, that's a good one, because not a lot of people have... uh, desire yeah yeah see see how easy that was we don't have to elaborate just let them know what we're grateful for (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh anywho i'm excited because i kind of want to kind of want to be the pilot on this episode and talk about breast cancer awareness so it is october so october is breast cancer awareness month And as we know, and if you don't already know, because you haven't been with us from the beginning, my mom did pass from having breast cancer. Um, A little debatable as if it was a breast cancer alone or if there's another kind of cancer that really um, brought her to the end of life, but she did have breast cancer. Yeah. Did they put that as the cause of death on the death? Nope. They did not. They did not. What did they they put down the the other like issues that she was going through? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. And that wasn't listed as like a underlying cause or anything like that. No. Weird. Nope. Ultimately, it was breast cancer that had spread, um, and then it spread to her pancreas, and it wasn't discovered um, right, until days before. So. They didn't put either. They put sepsis, which I guess 
ultimately is along the lines of that, but such a damn generic ass thing to say. I hate it when when doctors put that down because it's like that so for those that don't know and I only know this because of where I work, um <laughs> that just means like the infection of, of blood. So Exactly. Pretty much you're saying that they died because of this infection, but infections are caused by something. So it's like what caused that to happen in the first place? Like you can't Correct. just put sepsis. If you're doing things correctly, you should not right. sepsis on your death certificate because it's right. always caused by something. That's essentially the same they're saying about COVID too. You're not dying from COVID, you're dying from an underlying condition that had um, you know, pretty much worsened from you having COVID. Right. Or you know. like, you know, pneumonia or right. something like that. Exactly. But, you know, so, um, you know, I felt like it was only right that I speak on breast cancer. Um, I am going to tell you I am not a guru in it. Um, a lot of what I know is from just some research I have done. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of my information from the, um, the National Breast Cancer um, .org website to be honest. And I do recommend that a lot of you go and check that out. Um, if you are interested or even just to learn something new, I think it's always good that we obtain new information as people. Uh, we have so many electronics and things to distract us that really don't help enhance our wisdom or even just enhance our understanding of each other. So I just want to throw that out there. But uh, <laughs> so uh, you already heard a little bit about my mom's background. So yes, my mom, um, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. She was 58. Um, was she 58? I think she was 58. Don't mark my, mark my what word. What year was she born? She was born in 59. <laughs> yeah, because that's four years older. No, four years younger than my dad. And my yep. dad died at 62. So. I'm just debating because I don't know if it was discovered at 57. I know she had a mastectomy at, um, actually, I'm not even sure because she found out around the time of her birthday. So I'm just not sure how um, that fell in line. I'm not sure if it fell in line after her birthday when she found out she had cancer or just before. So she was 57, 58. We'll just say 58. You know, that's the close number there. Uh, so she did find out she had breast cancer. My mom found it out from doing a self-exam. So she had felt a lump in her breast and went to the doctors and got it checked out. So it wasn't like she was doing her annual mammogram or anything like that. She found it herself, which they always recommend us to do too, which is, you know, very yeah. important, clearly. Huge, yeah, about doing that. You know, mm -hmm. you're with yourself every day. So why would you not just like pop right. the field? <laughs> right. Touch the girl, see what's going on up there. You know, you just it's good to know your body because who's going to know your body better than yourself? Exactly. And you should certainly know if something feels off to you because things don't just like grow, you know? Right. <laughs> exactly. And they always say, you know, um, check while you're in the shower, you know, do circular um, motions when checking with two fingers. And um, you want to do it after you have your period, your menstruation cycle mm -hmm. uh, to be able to check for that. So my mom <laughs> didn't have her period at the age. Let me go on. So, you know, she found a lump. She got it checked out. It, had, it was found to be cancerous. So my mom did have a mastectomy. Um, so she did get one of her poor girls chopped off. And um, so delicately put, chopped off. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so she went through chemo treatment. Uh, she also went through radiation as well. 
And my mom, she passed a year to the day of being cancer free. So a year after she had her mastectomy done, that's when she considered herself cancer free. Um, Because essentially they're taking the cancer out and you're just having treatment to help protect, you know, your body, which kind of kills cells. So it's a little counteractive, but, you know, I'm not going to dig into that. Uh, so she, uh, she did pass away a year uh, to the day, which was very unfortunate because many times, uh, cancer, those diagnosed with breast cancer do have a good opportunity to live longer. But for the fact that my mom's cancer spreading and it not ultimately being breast cancer that really, um, caused her to pass away, that's why her span was so short in my opinion which sucks but it gave me a lot to learn from so that's why I'm able to be able to speak more on this episode today than Cassie just from my personal experience with my mom and being her dad and my mom as the reason why you know we're on this podcast and made this podcast so I just want to share that with y'all so that caused for me to have my own experience with breast cancer as in being tested for um, genetic testing to see if I carry a mutation of that gene. And that just, I'm going to stop you because that seriously just requires like a round of applause just because the like balls (laughs) that you have to have (laughs) to actually like go and do that is fucking insane. Like, I, we've talked about this before, both on and off the podcast, and I just don't think that I can put myself through that kind of stuff. And I just, I still, I just, I just appreciate you just for your, your strength and your courage because girl, it it is the right thing. It's a smart thing to do, but to actually like go forward and, and take those steps and go through and see the doctors and hear these things and like, that shit is fucking hard. And yeah. I don't know how, I mean, I know it's been, you know, rocky and stuff like that throughout the process, but like the fact that you're still, you know, trying to be smart about this is just very commendable. Thank you. I appreciate that because it definitely isn't easy. Um, You know, I did go have an ultrasound done. Um, I talked to a counselor about genetic testing soon after my mom had passed and I didn't go through with it. I couldn't, I just was not there. Um, and then last year, last year, last year I did it and I found out that I do have a mutation of the BRCA2 gene. So just for a little more clarification around that, there's BRCA1 and BRCA2. BRCA is breast cancer, so B-R-C-A for breast cancer 1 and breast cancer 2. Um, BRCA1 is known to be more aggressive than BRCA2. Uh, Fortunately, I have BRCA2, so, um, you know, if I were to have breast cancer, then it would be a more aggressive breast cancer than having um, the second one. So I do have the second one, so I don't have to be as concerned of an aggressive cancer hitting me if I were to go down that road that road I'm not going down that road because that's not instilled in my life so we're just going to leave that there um we all carry the genes but if the gene is altered or broken which causes them to um ineffectively 
pretty much protect you because that's their job. Those genes, the breast cancer genes, are to actually protect you from the breast cancer. It's not until they're um, altered when it doesn't allow them to do their job. And that's when it opens up possibilities to get breast cancer. Um, so just a little bit of information around that. Uh, if you have BRCA1, um, there's a 55 to 65% chance that you could get breast cancer by the time you're 70 years old. And if you have BRCA2, there's a 45% chance of getting breast cancer by the time you're 70 years old. Um, and that's if you have those genes mutated, mutated being altered or broken. So um, like I said, we all carry the genes that doesn't necessarily put us at risk. And yeah. even um, less than 10% of people who have breast cancer um, have the gene mutation. So just think 90, so of all breast cancer patients, 90% don't have a gene mutation. So you don't have to have a gene mutation to be someone to get breast cancer is what I'm saying. Oh, that is interesting. That I did not know. I thought that you had to have the mutation of BRCA to actually develop cancer. Yeah, apparently on the um, National Breast Cancer site, less than 10% diagnosed have a mutation. So I thought that was kind of backwards too. Maybe they have a typo. I'm not sure. But, uh, (laughs) you know, it's not really reassuring in any way, but it's just good to know that we have to take care of ourselves regardless of what genes we think we have or may not have and mutations and anything along those lines we just need to take care of ourselves in general and men aren't safe you know that's a myth that men can't have breast cancer if you think it is um it's actually true that they can have breast cancer and it's actually a higher mortality rate for men around breast cancer than it is women probably because they don't detect it as exactly yep so even for men they need to you know be aware if they feel a lump in their chest that they typically wouldn't feel um and i know from what i've read for men around their nipple and areola is where usually lumps are found so just in general guys if you feel something that's not right if your pecs ain't pecking and you have a lump you need to go and get that checked out so yeah so um how i'm affected by this is that i have to do extra screenings so i have to get screened twice a year so women 40 years old and older typically have to go annually to get a mammogram done Um, myself being considered as high risk for breast cancer with the gene mutation i do have to go twice a year every year um mind you i'm not 40 we all know this i'm not 40 and every six months i have to alternate between an ultrasound and a mammogram which if um any of you are over 40 and listening or anyone under 40 and has had a mammogram that shit is not fun (laughs) have you ever had a mammogram no but you told me about it and i don't ever want to yeah my mom has two and does not sound like a good time. <laughs> they squeezed the hell out of my little grapes. I was like, how? Like, how do you come back from that? Like, I feel like this borderline abuse with the way that machine just like, ah, it, it's like, oh, you hear it's like clicking and cranking. It, I hate to say it, but it reminds me of like when you get like a gyno exam done and you hear that click, 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 but like the click, click, click is on your boob 
and it's squeezing your boob rather than opening something yeah it's freaking weird and it's just like awkward because your chest is all in there and you're like neck back chest out shoulder up back down what i don't know what i'm doing like i've never been touched like this in my life like back in the days when you're going for school pictures and like all right now turn to the side cock your head back put your shoulders forward yes. and smile and you're like what can you say yes. that again in the middle of you asking them what you said they're like okay click like but the part that always slayed me is that they always have combs yeah. like knowing damn well our parents sent us to that? school with our hair ready like right. and i remember i had braids and they gave me a comb like what the hell am i supposed to do with this comb i have braids <laughs> combing anything here's a comb ma'am <laughs> keep your comb <laughs> so yeah so mammograms are just kind of awkward and not fun but necessary if you are concerned or if you find a lump you know obviously you want to start with your doctor first if you do find something and they'll best advise you on which route to go yeah well and interject a question there for you interject it. um since you are now a mama um I'm somebody's are... mom <laughs> i know don't get me started <laughs> do not get me started um but do you know and this might be a dumb question but no such thing can you still get a mammogram whilst breastfeeding no right i um they have me doing ultrasounds oh i'll squeeze the shit out the milk on my boob <laughs> I was like, there's no way that they can. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I ruined your equipment with my milk. <laughs> but like, I've seen like weirder things because like, I've never done it, but like, you can get certain services done like when you're like on your period and stuff like that. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like... <laughs> yeah, nope. Do you actually know that random fact, but you can get a gyno exam while you're on your period? Yeah, I, I've heard it, but it's That's not weird. something I would Sounds messy. comfortable yeah, I'm not even comfortable in the first place, so that's even worse. Pop out my tampons, you can pop right. in the thing, just right. scrape around. Switch! Like... <laughs> it's like a triathlon. That just sounds like a lot of work. I just, no thank you. Can I reschedule, please? Okay, see you. I'm not going to make it. <clears throat> I'm sick. Like, yeah. what the hell? Now I want to know if anyone's had the balls to actually go get, like, a pap or something while they were on their period because I, I can't. That's always a reschedule in my book. Sorry, I didn't time this out well. <laughs> I got to reschedule. Right? So weird. Mm-mm. So weird. I don't know. So, yeah, so back to breast cancer. Um, <laughs> oh, um, and actually, to go off of your question of being a mom, um, so now I do have to be concerned about this being a mutation in my daughter's genes. So that is kind of sucky. But, you know, me being aware of it is great because it's a step better than my situation with my mom. So, you know, we always want to do better as the next generation or we always want to do better than our parents did for us. So um, this is one way where I can contribute myself to be better um, in the area of health. And as you heard me say, I'm grateful for, you know, having a desire to be healthy and I'm only going to pass that on to my daughter. So that will be um, on my list of things to worry about in her future. But no time soon. Not right now. now. We're just worrying about getting her to sleep. (laughs) Right. Uh, So um, 
just a few prevention care. So, you know, we've talked about screenings. 40 years old and older, you want to do your mammograms annually. Even when you're like 20 years old and up, you just want to make sure that you're, you know, going to the doctors, especially when you have concerns, but you just want to stay on top of wellness, like wellness checks pretty much. Um, not like the wellness check when the police come to your house and make sure you're home, but like a physical exam type of wellness check. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that because in my head, I'm like, I knew that's what you were saying, but my mind went to that kind of a wellness check. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to uh, clarify that because I know you, Cassie, so I'm sure someone else may think the same way. Oh. Um, <laughs> too weird. That's too yeah. weird. Sure. No, it's not weird. Um, so yeah, you want to stay up on your checks, your exams. You just want to make sure the girls are good. Um, the girls or whatever nickname you may have for them, I call them the girls. So girls are grapes. That's what we got over here. So if you go on to um, nationalbreastcancer.org, that is nationalbreastcancer.org, they do have a, yeah, they have a MAMO pledge. So that is pretty much a pledge, um, like a button you can click on to say that I'm going to schedule my um, mammogram. So it's just a pledge to say that you're taking care of yourself, which I think is pretty cool. They have like a tally there, which shows you about how many people have pledged. Um, you know, I hope the number is accurate. I'm not really sure what the number is at this exact time, but I'm only hoping that it goes up because as people, we need to do better with taking care of ourselves. And I feel like going through COVID that really opened our eyes as to how much we need to, how much more we need to do to continue to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Well, and on that same note too, because of COVID, a lot of people were afraid to stay up with their routine checkups and stuff because nobody mm-hmm. wanted to go to the doctors or the hospitals and right. we're starting to see those effects now so you know it's still important they have you know telehealth things and yes earlier there's ways you can test yourself and mm-hmm. you know it's really just the awareness and staying on top of these things is super important absolutely so definitely check that out um you know just going on to the website in general um, it has free resources. It just is informational. Um, you can also donate. So um, the National uh, National Breast Cancer Foundation will actually help you to get to pay for a mammogram. So mammograms are about $150-ish. Um, so if you're uninsured or underinsured or, you know, you just don't have enough to be able to cover that expense, um, they can help you with getting one for free or even for a low cost. So, you know, there's really no excuse as to why you're not getting yourself checked. Um, you know, we're all scared and anxious about having results of something we don't want. And I'll tell you, over the past year, I've had three biopsies, one being done while I was pregnant for um, areas of concern within my grapes. And they were all benign, thankfully, but, you know, you just can't be too sure and you can't be too safe. So it's really good to do. Um, I was not happy about getting a biopsy done while I'm pregnant. Like, who the hell wants to do that? Luckily, it was an ultrasound guided biopsy. So um, it didn't um, be deemed as unsafe for my baby, which is great because obviously I wasn't going to do it if it was. But, you know, there are ways to still get things done, even in different circumstances. So be sure to just take care of yourselves. And no, superwoman. 
Yeah. <laughs> so one thing that I found to be really cool, and I'm going to wrap it up with this because I don't want to explode your brains with all this information. You can go to the website yourself and read, um, but you can donate to a mammogram on the website. So, um, you know, foundations are always accepting donations, but you can donate so it helps someone to be able to cover the cost of their mammogram. And you can donate in honor or in memory of someone. And one thing that I found to be super cool is that you can see if your employer will match your donation. So um, if y'all don't already know, um, I work for Home Depot. So Home Depot, woohoo, right? Um, And I look them up to see if they're an employer who matches, and they are, which I found to be really awesome. So. Um, there's many different businesses on there. You just have to type in the name of your employer and you can just see on there if there's someone who matches and why not donate and have them match. Right. No, exactly. You know? That's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, that's my spiel. And I really hope that I was able to give some type of good or new information to someone today because it's important. It really is. And yeah. I am going through it and it's not easy, but I'm glad that I can be like a voice of someone who's actually doing it and showing you that you can do it. You're just going to be anxious and scared. (laughs) Stressed out. Yeah. (laughs) It's stressed out. Yeah. But most of the time you won't have anything to worry about as long as you're taking care of yourself. Exactly. That is so true. And as Amanda would say, you're dropping all these gems over here for everybody today. (laughs) Gem dropping. <laughs> a lot of great information. I think that was super awesome and helpful. Um, and before we go, speaking of foundations and donations and things like that, it just made me think of a quick little story <laughs> that I want to share. Ooh, please share. Um, well, you kind of already know like part of it, but I never actually like said it out loud to you. So there was this time, right? Maybe, maybe like a month. No, maybe like two, three months ago now, right? I was walking home from work. I was going to the train station. And, you know, I work and live in New York City. And whenever Mm -hmm. you walk through the streets, you always have people that are, like, trying to, like, sell something or get your attention or a bum's, like, trying to get money from you or whatever. Like, (laughs) always something, right? (laughs) Right. So normally you just kind of, like, keep it pushing and, like, you ignore majority of the people just because, like, there's just so much, you know, going on. Right. Um, so this one dude approached me, um, and I, you know, just kind of like, I like looked at him and then like, I just kind of like kept trying to like keep it pushing, but he like stood like in front of me. So like, I couldn't really like, I like, I still could, but like, you could tell really trying to get my attention. And because whenever you see these people on the street corners, you really try to just like be in like a group of people. So that way they won't come. They won't catch that one fish by itself. Right, but I was mm-hmm. that one fish by myself that day. So I was like, mm-hmm. damn it. I was like, I can't really get out of this one. And um, so I was like, okay. I was like, you know, whatever. I was like still like walking and he's like walking with me, you know, talking at the same time and stuff. And in my mind, I'm like, I just want to get to the train so like I can get home. But mm-hmm. then in the middle of his speech, he's like, oh, he's like, you know, we're a foundation for breast cancer. And I was like, oh, I started like slowing down. And I was like, right. <laughs> he got me. He got me. I was like, oh, I was like, breast cancer, you say, huh? <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, it's like this foundation, blah, blah, blah. He's like, how much can you donate? And he just, like, pulled out his phone. I'm like, oh. whoa, buddy. I was like, I've never heard of this foundation. I was right. like, we're in New York City. 
I was like, right. let me Google this real quick and figure out, like, who the hell you are. Are you legitimate? Just because you're wearing a pink shirt and you got a little table don't mean that you're, like, mm, right. foundation. Right. So I looked it up. It seemed to be legit. Um, and it still does to me. It's called Your United um, Breast Foundation. Okay. Breast Foundation? Breast Cancer Foundation. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> So, I mean, long story short, I did end up donating to them because they really caught me when they said breast cancer. And I was like, that means a lot to me just because of our relationship. And, you know, I loved your mom and stuff like that. And if someone mm-hmm. said that they were like a throat cancer foundation, you're damn sure I would have like stopped. Right. And done something. Don't your pockets. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, um, the boy, thank girl, you. They wanted me to donate like $500. And I was like, nah. Ooh, calm like, down. He's like, we're not doing that. He's like, oh, if you do $500, you can get this, this, and that. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Let me donate what's in my range. Right. Um, so I did donate um, because, you know, as I said, that does mean a lot to me. And I almost didn't because I didn't want to give him the time of day just because that's the hustle and bustle in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still did because it is truly important. And even the smallest donation can truly help change someone's life. Yep. Even though it might not seem like it, it really can once, you know, they got all the money combined and stuff like that. So, nice. uh, so yeah, Very that well. was just my little story that I wanted to share. Very well. Well, thank you so much for donating. Of course. That is awesome. Yeah. Yes. Well, we definitely appreciate y'all tuning in another one of our episodes and as you see if you have an opportunity to donate for a good cause you definitely should do it um it will always come back around to you even though you may not see it right away it's going to come back to you in some way some shape or some form exactly so thank you guys we hope that you continue to tune in and listen to us and make sure you guys go ahead and spread awareness to others so that way they can listen in on some of these amazing tips that amanda dropped for you guys today yes Until next time. All right. Bye, guys.